everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our Go Week podcasts. And as you know, we're having conversations with various mission partners, our local mission partners in Watford. And just if you wanted to know a bit more about that, it's really to do with those who are serving kingdom purposes in Watford, uh, in our local community and neighbourhood. And so today um, we have with us Dave. And Dave's going to share a bit about Watford Town Centre chaplaincy, a bit about his role and things like that. And just in case you didn't already know, my name is David also, and uh, I'm the lead pastor here at Wellspring Church. But less about me, let's hear more from Dave and Watford Town Centre chaplaincy. So over to you. Yeah, good morning, David. Um, It'll be like a bit of a comedy act when we're (laughs) passing over from David to David, but I I guess I've got used to that. So anyway, good morning. Yes, uh, pleasure to be talking to you um, and about Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy. And I guess um, for those that don't know what Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy does, essentially we are a small Christian charity uh, centred in the heart of Watford uh, and we've been in operation now for 18, 19 years and essentially we run uh, volunteer chaplains. My role is a full-time paid role but um, that that's as far as the paid roles go. Um, we operate volunteers who um, volunteer as chaplains during the daytime. There's uh, about 10 of those at the moment and we operate chaplains who are uh, working under the banner of the Street Angels Project, which is the evening nighttime economy uh, at the weekend. And essentially those volunteers will be out and about on the high street uh, or in different places, certainly during the daytime, um, in different businesses and in cafes and pubs. And just being a, a Christian presence for a couple of hours a week um, and also uh, being there to be a listening ear just coming alongside uh, either members of staff or customers or people that they meet in the street uh, and being a visible presence of of Jesus and bringing Jesus to people where they're at rather than the traditional model of church where we we gather people in on a Sunday morning. Chaplaincy is more about taking Jesus out to people uh, where we find them during the week. Fantastic. That is brilliant. And uh, I've actually had the privilege of being a chaplain, uh, different kinds of chaplains. I started many years ago as a youth chaplain, Mm. but also have had the opportunity to work as a chaplain uh, in the town centre. So, uh, Dave, do you mind? (laughs) Well, thank you. It wasn't that many years ago, but you were a youth chaplain, David, I must say. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Well, So I had the privilege as well as um, overseeing the Lower High Street for a bit. And um, we also now have at least members from our congregation. So we have Sheila Young, who is a chaplain of um, the market, Watford Market. And we have Peter Isles, who is a chaplain of the Lower High Street. Um, Do you mind just sharing a bit more about what a chaplain does and uh, what the uh, what how people have received you as chaplains yeah absolutely uh, one thing that i will say because the the word chaplain like <laughs> any other uh name for people that are in church does cause uh confusion so a, a chaplain doesn't necessarily and and most often it is not uh, an ordained minister and doesn't need to be necessarily 
a leader of a local church. Chaplains are pretty much ordinary Christians, um, uh, like any of the Christians that come to church on a on a Sunday. Um, there's nothing special about us, apart from the fact that we have a heart for bringing Jesus out to people. And the way that chaplains operate then is that we will organise for a chaplain to uh, come along maybe for a couple of hours uh, a week or a fortnight, and, and that very much depends on the individual and what their availability is. And um, come work for the chaplaincy, as I say, in, in different locations within the town centre. So that might be, as for Sheila, visiting the Watford Market, getting to know the stallholders, um, being there once a week, just being that presence of Jesus and and letting them um, letting them build up a relationship with with Sheila as as the the chaplain and and from those initial discussions, what we tend to find then is that that people come forward to the chaplain maybe with a little bit of a problem, um, and and uh, we wear a distinctive uniform. You can't see this on the on the podcast, but we are easily identified as chaplains. We we have a a, a jacket with chaplains on the front and back. So it's quite obvious what we do and, and we are different in, in in a way from other people. And and from that visibility and from those initial discussions and, and conversations, um, they might lead into a conversation about what's happening in people's lives. Uh, and we all know in, in this COVID or, or post-COVID, we lose track of where we are with the pandemic. Um, there's a lot of problems in, in people's lives. We see that time and again as chaplains. Um, you name it, uh, the conversations will lead up to uh, problems with uh, family, with bereavement and grief, uh, the loss of loved ones, uh, finances, um, and particularly among young people, uh, the Street Angels team operating at night are seeing a huge level of anxiety among the 18, 19-year-olds that have come through two years of A-level COVID learning, um, haven't been able to socialise as they would normally have done, are being criticised for the way their exams have been graded. Um, yeah. and, and we're basically there to, to listen to them, to provide some comfort and support. We're not experts in anything. Um, we, we each have our own background, obviously, whether that's professional family life, but we're we're not expecting our chaplains to be experts in psychology or, or business <laughs> or debt management or anything. It's simply to to be there, um, as Jesus would be, have been there for the people that he met. And, and quite often um, the, the conversation will end with an offer of prayer or we will say we'll take away that situation and ask people to pray for it. Um, we, we tend to keep the, the names anonymous for obvious reasons, let alone safeguarded. But um, sometimes it doesn't uh, lead to a great discussion about our faith uh, and sometimes it doesn't lead to a discussion about prayer. But uh, what I say to our volunteer chaplains is that every time they are out uh, for every minute, they are out, they are representing Jesus mm. and his love on the high street or in that place. And it's just a fantastic vocation. Yeah, yeah, it is fantastic. I am, um, <clears throat> one of the things I came to appreciate a lot with working with chaplaincy is understanding how 
important and effective the ministry of just listening, listening to people um, is and how absolutely be. So that was really yeah. fantastic. Even to the point where with a few people, you know, the, the chaplain uniform that I wore, it did bring different responses and some of them mm. were just unknown. And sometimes people kind of spoke to me or at least addressed me with a bit of suspicion to begin with. But as I continued to listen, I would say between two and three sessions time, you know, I was getting, I was getting people's full on stories. When, no, absolutely. You know, two weeks absolutely. ago, they were just like, what are you about? And uh, trying to explain, but yeah, I've really come to value just how helpful listening is and how healing it is, especially through the lockdown. And I was just wondering if you wanted to share, Dave, any, anything of like, celebration from some of the testimony or feedback you've had from your chaplains or personally from yourself yeah i mean just going back to that point of listening i think it's um it, it's one of the uh most difficult skills any of us can try and master <laughs> and i don't think any of us truly master it because uh particularly as leaders of the church but as individuals we all want to put our, our viewpoint across and and, and as you can probably tell, it, it's a, a requirement of my job that I talk, and sometimes I talk too much, um, which which is is understandable in the present context. We won't get very far if I well, same here, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely, David. But um, it, it, you know, it, it is a, a skill to give people that uh, time and space, um, just to step back and to almost rest in God when they are talking and, and let the Holy Spirit guide where that conversation is going to go. And and whatever we do, we instill in our, our chaplains and indeed they come to us with the, with the knowledge that actually it's the Holy Spirit, it's God that is creating any benefit from what we do. Um, we don't operate in our own strength. And certainly there have been situations when I've been out with street angels and probably even yourself as, as a chaplain, David, where you come away and think, how on earth did that happen? Uh, and, of course, it's nothing to do with how on earth. It's how in heaven it actually happened because it's with God's grace that those conversations have happened and it's the power of the Holy Spirit to, to guide us in what we say and do. Um, and there have been some fantastic um testimonies um regarding both chaplains and and street agents far far too many i could be here for hours and days probably um on, on chaplains um coming out of covid we had a call from a uh the owner of a cafe in the town center obviously i won't say which one but had a a young adult that was working there that the 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 manager thought was um in real need of someone to talk to. Um, and she asked for a chaplain to pop down and they talked to this young person um, for about an hour and a half. And the feedback we got on that was that it it really had helped the young person come to terms with what happened in, in their life, basically. And um, that's not to say we solved the problem. Quite clearly, we didn't. But we just gave that time and space for that person to put it in a different context. And uh, most recently, um, part of my role is to go in and out of pubs. It's a difficult job, David, but <laughs> Somebody I'm, actually, I'm actually paid to do that. You know? <laughs> um, but I was sitting in, uh, in the Spoons pub where the Spoons in the high street and 
there was a woman there um, who I heard talking to her doctor about going into a, an operation. So I sort of uh, uh, engineered, as it were, walking past and saying hello to her. And, and from that, you know, 40 minutes later, she'd given me a whole conversation about her anxieties about going in for this major operation. Um, and that was just me listening to her. It, it, it was not me saying everything's going to be all right. I don't know that. Um, but certainly it was about listening and it was about saying to her at the end of the day, look, I'll pray for you. I'll get people that I know to pray for you. And, and uh, you know, quite often we don't hear back. We don't see these people again. Um, but we have faith that the Lord is working. And, and one day, uh, hopefully, when if and when I get to heaven, these people will come up to me and say, do you remember that like five minute <laughs> conversation we had? Yeah. You know, that really, really helped. Mm. And of course, the street angels are uh, completely different in the nighttime. Um, we, we've had conversations with, um, we're, well, we're, we're, the, the comfort side of what we do as street angels is to, to look after the young people when they got too drunk and to safeguard them. But it's also about talking to people. And the, the most unlikeliest of, candidates that you would think would come up to you at one o'clock in the morning you know sort of uh, not young men but men in their 30s and 40s that would be walking past and say oh you know what, what are you what, what's that you're wearing and 20 minutes later you're in a huddle with them having offered prayer with your arms around them in the middle of a high street with everyone shouting screaming around you having this little oasis of god where you're just praying through the problems that they're seeing and i go off and you think did that really happen? <laughs> yeah, you question. Yeah, yeah. Did I, you know, did I just dream that? Yeah. And 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 those, you know, any of our chaplains and street angels could talk for a very long time about the uh, the testimony that they have about similar occurrences. And 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 I think the exciting thing is we don't know what God does with with these encounters. You know, sometimes we get feedback. Sometimes they'll email the office to say, thanks very much for sorting us out or, you know, cleaning us up when we got sick all over ourselves, et cetera. But um, I would say 98% of the time, if not more, we, we don't see or hear from the people we meet, which is fine. No, that is fine. And, um, yeah, I just... I think that's really good, really genuine just to share that. We we don't know, but, you know, no. trust the Lord. And um, no. I've just known from some of the training that's available these days with, you know, mental health and being more aware of yeah. that, just how how isolated and lonely people really are. And you, you just wouldn't imagine or you wouldn't guess certain people you talk to feel really lonely, yeah. especially people working in the town centre, you think because they're working, because they're interacting with people, you think they're okay. But actually, you never know how lonely or isolated they feel. And you being able to be a listening ear as well as yeah. conversation could be opening the door just for their lives to access. Absolutely. Them. And um, and I, I love that verse from Jeremiah where uh, it, it says, stand on the crossroads and look for the righteous path. And I think mm. that's what we uh, tend to do many, many times in our conversations is um, just sidle up to someone when they're standing at the crossroads in their life. Um, and and we are just there bringing Jesus into that encounter. 
mm. and nudging them. I love that word, nudging. You know, we don't we don't kick them up the backside or push them or shove them. No. Um, the idea is to nudge them towards Jesus. Um, and as I say, we, we don't know um, whether that's happening in that particular moment. But I, I think, you know, whatever we do, if it's done in prayer, it has a positive uh, effect on people. Um, and I always say to the volunteers, sometimes the volunteers come back and, and you've uh, probably done it in the past, look, you know, I can't do this shift and I can't do it for a couple of months and I feel really bad about it. I can only come out. And I, I say, look, you, you could be out for five minutes once a year and, and within that space of five minutes, God could use you in a conversation with someone to absolutely fundamentally change somebody's life. We'll never know. Well, we will one day. Uh, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, that's for keeping the slate clean. Yeah. And, and that's just, it, it's perfect excitement for me. I love it. Yeah. Well, I just having it. this conversation is uh, exciting for me being, a, a, you know, a pastor of a yeah. local church, literally the high street where we're sort of on it. And uh, yeah. just to know we're upping our Christian presence in the town as people filled with the Holy Spirit walking and mixing with. Yeah. Um, you know, people working in the town centre. I think that's fantastic. So one of my questions has to be, how can we as a church, those listening, how can they be more involved? Uh, yeah, with- and whenever I give talks, and it, 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 it's quite regularly to, to churches or church groups or organisations that are interested in what we do, uh, typically I say there, there are three things that, uh, there, there are three asks. Um one that you won't be surprised at is, that, is the finances. Um, any organisation that loans small charity is always trying to build up their regular giving. So if you feel inclined to uh, contribute financially uh, to us, there are details on our, our website and uh, I think Wellspring will be putting those details up as well. Uh, I don't over-egg the finances because that's just one over one, one aspect of what we do. Um, the second aspect is, is the time, the, the volunteering. Um, so we are always on the lookout for um, people to either be chaplains or, or street angels. Uh, as I say, the chaplains, uh, it's about giving up uh, an hour or two of your time um, once a week or once a fortnight. And we will discuss um, that time commitment with you if you are interested um we understand everyone is busy uh, life gets in the way of what we do for the chaplaincy quite often so we're very flexible on that and uh we'd love to hear from you on that with the street angels we are changing the way we operate street angels um for many reasons relating to uh, the busyness or not as busy as it, it was on the high street uh, and we're changing the emphasis from a, a late night shift. We we operate typically till about two or three in the morning um, to an early to mid evening Saturday night shift. So we're going to be trying to get a team out every Saturday between eight and 11 on the high street, but also going into pubs, uh, having a soft drink, uh, maybe just chatting to people. We find that, the, as I said earlier, the, the, the jackets we wear open doors uh, to conversation so it's about uh, a, an earlier pattern of working um, a different pattern of working in, in the early evening uh, when it's really busy people are out about visiting restaurants and we think we might get more volunteers interested um, that way um, 
typically but not exclusively the people that tend to volunteer for us are also heavily involved in church <laughs> and uh four o'clock on a sunday 4 a.m on a sunday morning doesn't very go very well with uh leading a couple of hours later so um finances um and volunteering um the the biggest thing we ask for is your prayer uh, everything we do as chaplains and as street angels is underpinned by prayer before we start when we finish and, and throughout the shift and if you could do nothing else for us uh, just pray for the chaplaincy for the daytime chaplains and the street angel chaplains on a saturday evening yeah, thank you. That that's awesome, and we'll make those. Um, we'll make the links possible. Yeah, thank you. Be directed to you, and just for those listening, if you want to give, that's how you can do it. Or even at Wellspring Church on a Sunday, in our offering envelopes, you can actually write what the town centre chaplaincy or chaplaincy, and we can put it yeah. in that pot so that's no absolutely and if you're uh, interested in discussing uh anything further the uh the contact details for yourself are, are on the website as well um so please look me up and be happy to to buy you a coffee and uh yeah. chat some more fantastic brilliant well you heard it from dave he'll get you a coffee <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah brilliant. well it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and for me David (laughs) yeah Um, and uh, finally what I think we should do now is just take a moment and for those listening just simply to pray for Dave and the Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy so let's just take a moment now yeah thank you well, Heavenly Father we thank you so much for the privilege and pleasure it is to have Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy we thank you for Dave and the role you've blessed in him And I pray, Father, you give him wisdom and insight. And Father, I pray you give him favour with people, Lord God, as he looks to help increase the Christian presence of care, of listening, of building relationships and guiding people towards Jesus as part of this ministry. And I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would fill every chaplain ministering, Lord, and every street angel, that they would be following your lead as they go about sharing and listening to. And I do pray, Father, where uh, finances are in need, Lord God, you just bless them abundantly. Father, fill them afresh, give them what they need, be their provider. And I pray, Father, if this has inspired anyone um, listening, I pray, Father, you give them the courage to reach out and start the conversation towards chaplaincy. All for your name and glory. Amen. 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 And Lord, we remember your words uh, through the um, first chapter of Paul's letter, the second letter to Corinthians, the God of all comfort. Mm. Lord, you give us comfort so we can pass that comfort on to others. And we just pray that uh, as chaplains and, and leaders of your Christian community, we can continue to pass your comfort on to all those that we meet. Uh, in that abundance that uh, David prayed for, Lord, in your grace and in your strength. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Fantastic. Fantastic.